0: All right, gang, let's really nail it this time. Here we go.
1: A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. You're listening to the Khaki Sports
0: Podcast. And here's your host, Luke Crabb. Alright, you heard the man. My name is Luke Crabb and this is the Khaki Sports Podcast. This first week is the pilot episode. Most weeks will not look like this. Uh, Most of the episodes will be closer to 45 minutes and won't always just be one interview. Today I'm bringing on a guy that's going to be on the podcast often. His name is Vinny Luciani. You will learn more about him in the interview. He talks about how we met, why he's a part of the show, and what his role is going to be more towards the football season. He's going to become a more integral part of the show. But first, you're probably wanting to know a little bit more about me. I don't like talking about myself. I promise you this is not every week how the podcast will go, but I think it's important for the pilot episode for you guys to have a little bit idea who I am. So about four months ago, I started sports blogging on a WordPress site that I created, which is now actually just khakisports.com. And I found a real interest in writing sports, something I've always been interested in. And I write on there two times a week, write something about that's interesting to me in sports or it's not necessarily breaking news, it's more reaction stuff. I am actually a recent graduate of Virginia Commonwealth University, where I was lucky enough to play baseball for two years, and the two years before that I played baseball at Dodge City Community College. Now being able to play baseball for those four extra years introduced me to so many people, and that's kind of the reason I'm going to be able to do this podcast, because of the connections that I created with people around sports that are willing to come on and give me 10 to 15 minutes of their time for an interview. I hope that's enough for an intro. If you have any more questions about who I am, like I said, follow me on Twitter, at Luke Krabby, two B's and a Y. I'm only going to cover a few topics in this first episode, but one of the first things I want to get into, and it's something that's been bothering me all summer. We're about a month out from this McGregor and Mayweather fight. And by the looks of my Twitter timeline, I follow like 15 MMA and boxing analysts, and I didn't even realize it. I guess everybody knows more than me about this stuff. These people have seen six or seven fights, just like I have, and they want to throw money on this fight. Are they aware of the odds right now for this fight? They're at minus 600. You have to put $600 right now on Mayweather to win $100. Is that worth the risk of a fight that has never happened before? We have an MMA guy fighting a boxing guy, and this MMA guy is not prototypical at all. I just don't think it's worth putting money on. And I'm not saying McGregor's going to win, but I'm saying there's a chance he's going to win. And those odds, they're not worth it to me. It's not worth putting $600 on the line to win $100 in a fight that we've never seen. That's all I'm trying to say. And that Friday leading into the fight, I'm going to have one of my buddies on. There's nothing I can tell him to convince him otherwise that he can't bet on Mayweather. He's going to put a dumb amount of money on Mayweather to win this fight and I can't convince him not to do it and I'm not saying if you gamble you're dumb or anything but especially in this there's no nobody knows what's going to happen in this fight I don't care what their level of expertise is especially if you know nothing you have no business trying to predict this fight or putting money on it especially putting a thousand dollars on this fight it just doesn't make any sense to me yesterday Nolan Arenado hit three home runs in a game and this guy is criminally underrated. He had seven RBIs yesterday. That only ties his career high. That's how good this guy is. Arenado's actually having a career year. He's hitting 309, 356 and five eighty four. That's his slash line right now. And to call it a career year might be a little bit of an overstatement, actually. He has been year in, year out been somebody the colorado rockies have been able to lean on in 2015 he hit 287 323 575 those are some serious numbers that was his first year he's in the all-star game he was actually in the mvp race twice he's won multiple gold glove awards he has four golden glove awards right now and this guy is criminally underrated he's almost as underrated As that guy in Arizona, oh yeah, what's his name? You know, the guy who's in every single All-Star game, and it never fails. I'll be watching the All-Star game with somebody, and they're like, who's that guy? And it's laughable, because every year, nobody knows who Paul Goldschmidt is. This guy has been the runner-up for the MVP twice, and nobody knows who he is. And that's, that's partly the MLB's fault. I mean, look what they did with the Home Run Derby. Gary Sanchez was in the Home Run Derby and Logan Morrison wasn't. Why? The MLB loves the big market. That's why every time you check Instagram right now, Twitter, MLB's posting something about Aaron Judge. Look at Chris Bryant. You go somewhere right now, the average sports fan could pick out Chris Bryant. You show somebody Nolan Arenado, they're not going to know who he is. Chris Bryant has a World Series... But that doesn't take away the fact that Nolan Arenado is he's up for MVP this year. He's got a chance to win the MVP. It just blows my mind that nobody knows who Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are. And if you think I'm overreacting, Nolan Arenado didn't even lead his team in All-Star Game votes. He had 2.6 million, Charlie Blackman at 4.1 million. I don't know if it's because Arenado doesn't have the beard or what it is, but Whatever it is, Nolan Arenado is criminally underrated, and he probably doesn't care. and I I don't think Paul Goldschmidt cares, but it just blows my mind how these guys aren't known by everybody because they're that good. I wrote a blog yesterday about the White Sox farm system, and I think most people know, but if they don't, they need to hear it because the White Sox farm system is unbelievably loaded right now. They have 10 of the top 100 prospects in baseball, 10. That is absolutely ridiculous. They have the number one prospect in Yon Mankata. Scouts are claiming that this guy is an athletic version of Robinson Cano. I wasn't aware Robinson Cano wasn't athletic. They have the number 11 prospect in Michael Kopech, who has one of the most dominant fastballs right now in the minor leagues. They have, in my opinion, the best arm from the 2015 draft in Carson Fulmer. That guy used to go out and dominate hitters in the SEC. If you don't think he's going to do the same at the big league level, I, th- I think you're wrong. I think he's somebody who's going to be able to figure it out and bounce back. He's had a rough start this year, but he's going to bounce back. They have 10 of the top 100 prospects in baseball right now. There's teams that don't have one in the top 100. To name a few that off the top of my head are the Angels, the Diamondbacks, and unfortunately the Royals. The Royals don't have a single player in the top 100. And the point of the article was, anybody who's in the American League, and especially in the American League Central, you better start planning for 2020 when all these guys are in the big leagues. Because if you don't think at least half of those guys are going to be good in the big leagues, then you're wrong. So that kind of leads me to my next point. And I'm a Kansas City guy, and I don't know what to say about these Royals. I'm actually to the point where I think it's too early to say if they should buy or sell at the trade deadline. And we're 11 days out because nobody can tell if these guys are going to be buyers or sellers or what their next move should be. But if you don't think that these White Sox prospects aren't in the back of Dayton Moore, the general manager of the Royals' head, then you're flat out wrong because everybody who's in a front office right now Is looking at the White Sox and they're scared. So now I'm going to play the interview that I did with Vinny that we recorded about 30 minutes ago and you'll find out pretty quick why I want him to be a big part of this podcast. He'll be a cool guy to have on on Fridays to give his picks for the weekend in football. So here is the interview with Vinny Luciani from Trenton, New Jersey. All right, I'd like to welcome to the podcast Vinny Luciani from Trenton, New Jersey. Guy I met up there in the Northeast last summer. I was playing summer ball for a team up there. You know what, Vinny? Why don't you tell the story about how we met?
1: Yes, it was uh, last July. Uh, me and my family on my mom's side was out in uh, we was out in Newport, Rhode Island, and we went to a ball game, and I was pretty ticked off because. Here I am. I'm like I ain't gonna go to no ball game unless it's a Mets game. And you know, I mean, I'm out there and I was having a rough time and I was yelling, you know, at you guys in the bullpen saying you guys suck and all that. And uh, yeah, it was. uh, I thought it was pretty funny, you know. Next thing you know, I'm chirping
0: back this whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you and Tyler Smith were chirping back. Yeah, I tried to find you guys on MySpace then after and you didn't have one. So
0: no, I don't have a MySpace, Vinny.
1: Yeah, I yeah I saw that, and then I uh, that's why I got you guys on Instagram, and uh, yeah, and you know, sure enough, we go from me telling you that you know that you suck to uh, you telling me that uh, that I'm the best. So yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. So the reason actually I'm having Vinny on the show, other than him being a character, as you can tell by now, is his uncle Gino actually runs a sports book in Vegas, and I thought that would be awesome to have him on the show as a reoccurring guest. So why don't you talk a little bit about Uncle Gino's sports book out there in Vegas?
1: Yeah, I don't think we should really talk about Uncle Gino much. Uncle Gino and I, uh, we're not really on talking terms right now since the Super Bowl.
0: What happened at the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, like you said, I don't really want to talk about it. You know, it's uh, it was a, it was a crazy game and I
0: don't really want to talk about it. So are you going to be able to work with him still?
1: Uh, well, yeah, once we, once we get, uh, Uncle Gino paid back, uh, I think, yeah, I think him and I could do
0: some business still, but you know, it sounds like I don't want to get involved with all this. Let's move on. Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Let's stay on the topic of football a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so you're a Jets fan, right?
1: Oh, love the Jets. J E T S Jets, 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 Jets all day,
0: every day of the week. <laughs> okay. So what do you got on Revis? Uh, the Revis. The Revis. Yeah. He's a bum. Not a fan anymore, huh? No,
1: he's a bum. Anytime you want to take your talents all the way to New England. I mean, once you start going to Belichick land, then you got some huge problems. Huge problems if you're going to Belichick land. I mean, anybody in the NFL, yeah, sure, let's go to Belichick land. Let's win a Super Bowl. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, Super Bowl snake. Super Bowl snake. Yeah,
1: he's a bum. He's a bum. He's on
0: steroids. The whole team's on steroids. The whole team's on steroids. Okay, Vinny. So let's move on. Speaking of steroids, what do you got on Aaron Judge? He's on steroids too. I know. I I figured you'd give me that response.
1: Yeah. So what
0: what you think about the home
1: run derby last week? Uh, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of weak that you know they're letting NFL players play baseball now. <laughs> What's Rob Gronkowski doing hitting balls out of where are they playing Miami? What's Rob Gronkowski doing in a baseball uniform out there? Aaron Judge is on steroids.
0: What do you got on LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, all that going on? You take Lonzo Ball and you
1: put him at the Trenton, New Jersey YMCA for Noon Ball on a Saturday, He's he's not going to stand a chance. He's not going to stand a chance. He's too skinny. All he can do is pass. Oh, yeah, sure. He's a shooter. He's a shooter. Look at him. He's getting triple doubles. He's a shooter. He ain't a shooter. Try to put him at the Trent, New Jersey YMCA on a Saturday. Not going to happen at all.
0: Hey, did you see the video that went viral on Chris Christie getting booed at the Mets game, catching that foul ball?
1: Yeah, I was pretty t- – I was at that Mets game. I was pretty ticked off. So you're not even I'm in just, Vegas right now. No, not in Vegas right now. I uh, – once I get Uncle Gino paid back, I could see myself going back out to Vegas, but he said he don't want to see me no more until, you know, until I get him that
0: money. Like I said, I kind of want to stay out of that. Um speaking of videos, you see Kyrie Mello and uh Jimmy Butler playing Yeah, Kristaps
1: Porzingis is is probably going to be one of the, you know, one of the centerpieces this year for the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks got a good team. I think the Knicks are going to do well, but I'm just, you know, I'm glad that Phil Jackson's out of it because, you know, Porzingis is uh, is going to be a mainstay in New York City. I uh, love Porzingis.
0: <laughs> Didn't really say anything about Porzingis, but I like the initiative there to uh, name drop your team. All right, Vinny, so you're a Mets and a Jets fan. And that sure. And leads, that leads me to the next question. Sure. Are you a Tebow fan? Hold on, hold on. Before, before, let me let me give you a little disclaimer here before you get started. I'm a big Tebow guy, and anybody who reads my writing on my blog knows this—that I'm supporting Tebow for what he's doing. I'll let you go. Go ahead.
1: Tebow time. He's not on steroids.
0: Don't don't act like he's on steroids because it seems like that's your go-to. Okay, I
1: know I know Tebow ain't on steroids, but. I mean, Tebow time, that's the biggest rip from Jersey Shore ever. Anyone who's seen Jersey Shore knows that Tebow time is a rip from T-shirt time. And if you're telling me that a quarterback from the New York Jets can go around and turn around and say, hey, I'm going to be an outfielder for the New York Mets farm system, that Noah Syndergaard can't turn around and play quarterback for the Jets this fall? I mean, come on. Look at the guy. He's like six foot six, two 250 pounds, and the guy's not on steroids. He could easily, easily lead the New York Jets to a Super Bowl title this year. Yeah, Tom Brady, turning 56 years old or whatever you are
0: on steroids. Vinny, 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 Jets. we're getting a little bit off course here, so I'm going to direct you back. On Hold something. on. Hold on, Vinny. Let's get you back on course because you started talking about Brady. I don't know. I just asked about Tebow. Let's get you back on course. And this is something we haven't talked about yet, and I want to bring it up. We've never actually talked about the 2015 World Series when my Kansas City Royals beat your New York Mets. What do you got on that for me? I mean, the Royals were all on,
1: I would say that they were probably all on steroids. Nobody's on steroids on the Royals, man.
0: That's not a thing, Vinny.
1: Okay, okay. One, they cheated. They got Johnny Cueto. You don't see the Mets turning around. If the Mets would have brought back someone like Mike Piazza, a Hall of Famer, who could probably still be playing in professional baseball right now. I saw him in an autograph signing about three weeks ago. The guy's got pipes on him. He could easily still be getting hitting home runs, and he never took steroids. Um, that's one. Two, you had Matt Harvey after Tommy John. You're telling me the All-Star 2013 starter Matt Harvey could not go in there and decipher the whole entire Royals lineup? And three, what is it? A Some type of a wildlife foundation they got going there? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, Kansas stadium? City. Yeah, Kansas City. Let's bring moose antlers to the stadium. What are we going to do, look for some sort of moose? Come on, you're crazy.
0: At the end of the day, The Royals walked away with the championship. Harvey blew it in the ninth. He shouldn't have went back out. He let his pride get in the way. Eric Hosmer slides in. Royals World Series champions. Christian Cologne clutch hit at the end. Royals World Series champs. All right, Vinny, uh, I'm going to let you do the final segment. Any last thoughts for you? Because I'm not having you on next week. i got a couple interviews, so any final thoughts?
1: Yes, I am. As I wait to hear back on my application for new head coach of the New York Jets, my guy, Lamar Action Jackson is going to be back on Saturdays playing college football, coming to defend his Heisman and take down Dabo Swinney and the Tigers, and then bring his talents to the New York Jets, where him and Noah Syndergaard will team up and bring the Jets
0: multiple okay. Super Bowl Okay, right, I'm going to cut you off there. That's Thanks right, for coming Belichick. on, Vinny. Thanks for you coming on. Here,
1: I appreciate no you coming
0: on, Vinny. Once we get into Syndergaard playing quarterback, that's where I got to cut you off. That's the line. Thanks for coming on, Vinny. That's all I have for this pilot episode of the Khaki Sports Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow me on Twitter. We will see you next week.